Yes, yes, everybody. It's your favorite time of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ear Source podcast. Um, it's myself, Manny, with the homies, Matt and Oli in this motherfucker. We're about to break down... <laughs> Hottest tunes that <laughs> dropped this week um, from the UK, um, from the US, and across the world. Um, follow us. Make sure you do because we want to start engaging with you guys. Follow us on Earsource underscore on Instagram, um, Earsource underscore on Twitter, yeah. Earsource underscore on the YouTube as well. We want to start building up our YouTube followers so when it comes time to actually drop in those visuals we'll have a fan base ready to watch us in person guys you want to say hello to the people how you feeling how you feeling today with lockdown part two <laughs> yeah, i feel knackered already man i'm tired of this whole lockdown thing but um i'm ready for it isn't it? let's 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 get it popping man i don't understand where this government's going with this lockdown stuff but yeah apparently the virus goes to sleep at before, so the virus comes out at 10 p.m <laughs> so you better get home before 10 p.m otherwise you're gonna get Gotta catch it, but yeah. <laughs> Some vampire virus, bro. Just lurking in the night. It must be that. It must be that. I'm gonna roll around garlic and cross and some holy water just to <laughs> it one time. I'm not gonna lie, the memes have been killing me. I saw one today with um, Jose Mourinho hiding behind like a curtain, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> smiling. <laughs> it's like. This is the virus at ten oh one. Just getting ready to come out. It was just nuts. <laughs> but yeah, makes sense, makes sense. you guys are good though, yeah. Let's get it popping. So I think we're gonna have to start off with the biggest drop um from this week, which was Potter Papers, um training day three. I'm not sure is it an album or a mixtape? It's a mixtape. It's definitely a mixtape. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, as I've said in the previous podcast, I wasn't familiar really with um, Potter Papers. Um, for me, like, I didn't really know that he's been doing this for, like, quite a while. Um, so going into it, it was quite refreshing, like, hearing that street element. I didn't actually know from East London as well, so a lot of the areas that he was name-dropping I could relate with. Mm. Um, so, like, I could visualise a lot of the metaphors that he was using too. If you ask me, I, I think he's very talented. What, what do you guys think? To be honest, I was, like, really surprised. So, I didn't know about him either. Like, I saw it on the socials, him coming out of prison and stuff, and, like, little snippets of him, like, rapping and stuff. And I checked his Instagram. He had, like, three posts at the time. But I wasn't really blown away. So, I wasn't even... I wasn't looking forward to this mixtape, to be honest. But I just listened to it for the sake of listening to it. And I, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. And as I rambled on, I forgot what you asked me, Manny. What's the question? Yeah, no, literally, it was just that. It's like, what did you think of the mixtape? Like, yeah, it was, it was good. It, it was, it was, it was really good. It was really good. I, I thought it was. Um, I was actually quite impressed by it in many ways. Like, it, I'm not again. I'm not really familiar with with paper, but 
with the hype for him coming out and um and hype of him coming out of prison, sorry, and hype of this release coming, it, it was he got a lot of attention on the socials and it essentially was all over my timeline, both on Twitter and on Instagram. So actually hearing the projects and him essentially living up to the hype was actually quite refreshing. Quite often you see these people come out on a hype and you just wonder what was that all about. Um, but that being said, I don't think the mixtape was perfect, but it was good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely flawed in a lot of ways. It's really slow to start as well. Yeah, but so like to be fair, like with what with what Manny said at the beginning, I was I was, it was impressive to begin with, and I feel like um there are like a lot of similes and metaphors in there as well, which are really good. I'm not from East London, so not all of them resonate completely with me. But then he had some of them like ways, like name dropping like C63s and like like big German rips stuff like that, and then like the Marvel references. I, I enjoyed those a lot, but um I did feel like some of the tracks were a bit. They felt unfinished, if you know what I mean. I thought like maybe there were songs that um, he had created before he actually started making this project and he just put them in there with it. And I also thought that I know it's a mixtape, but I feel like nowadays, yeah. nowadays there's very little difference between a mixtape and an actual album. So in terms of refinement, like mix and mastering, I feel like it wasn't all there. And I don't really think it's acceptable nowadays, no matter, no matter what level you're really operating at, even an amateur artist, and that's not what he is, but if, even if you're an amateur artist, I think you're still expected to deliver a, a, a songs that sound, you know, well put together. And like this, some of them didn't have that sort of sound on this project. But for the most part, though, the, the music was good, good beats, good raps, and... Um, it was hype, man. I, was, I felt gassed, like, honestly. <laughs> I, I was considering buying some ammonia, some baking soda, all the rest of it, you know what I mean? And, and getting to work. But, that work? <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, no, it's it actually, no, it was a really good, enjoyable listen. And um, something I'll be spinning for, definitely for a few months to come, the right out. So, off the back of that, I, I felt like there was quite a few tracks that he was just sitting on for a while. And it was just like, yeah, that's pretty decent there in there. Not to say they were bad, it's just at points they just just felt a bit disjointed. But because it's a mixtape, I kinda kinda overlooked that back. I'm not looking for like overall cohesiveness. But um the tracks where he's talking on a personal level about about his personal life, those were the ones that were, were always the best for me. Like Slumdog Millionaire was sick. Mm-hmm. That was a really, yeah. really, really that was good a standout song for me, Slumdog Millionaire. Motion was wicked as well. That that was a really really good. Uh, Real rappers was the one for me as well. Yeah, there were were a few songs that really were actually good. Like Frank White, Purpose, Trapstar Memoirs as well were all really good. But I really do feel that Slumdog Media was was the best track, and I really feel like that was the track here where from that point forward, like most of the songs were actually really good quality. Whereas before that, some of those songs were like, mm, it's good, but is it really like a, a really complete song? But yeah, from that point forward, from Slumdog Millionaire onwards, this is a solid project, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's what I said to you as well when we were speaking about it on the chat. Yeah. Um, that was a transition point for me. Before that, I was just like, uh, I don't understand the hype. But when that, when that came on, I was just like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for, when I listened to it, I was just 
you know, of a lot of the metaphors he was using, like, you definitely believe that this guy has lived a street life, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not... One thing that I was quite shocked about was the amount of glorification behind... Um, <laughs> the drugs. <laughs> yeah, the drugs. And, but then, towards the end, uh, I forget the track's name, he does actually go back and is like, like, that's not the life I actually want to live. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what like, you were, but I remember it was saying that like, you don't choose to do this sort of lifestyle. Like, I, think yeah, streets. I think it might be the streets. Yeah, and like I remember that, that and it's true. Like, I stuck up with them once myself. Like, why would you come from a good area, come from a good background, and try to get into this sort of lifestyle? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. No one, no one does this by choice, or like it's, you know, when they have when they have much better options available to them. But yeah, come on, ratings, guys, ratings. What are you giving up? For me, um, uh, you guys go first. Actually, I need to think. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> what are you saying, Oli? Do you know what? Like, it's it may be like a it may be half, but if it was to do half, it would be a three point five. But I'm gonna put it at a three, and I'm gonna round it up. All right, cool. For me, I, I feel like it deserves a three. It, it would have deserved maybe higher than that if it was packaged a bit better if you know what I mean like like I said it wasn't polished it wasn't a polished record and I know it was a mixtape but like I said there's plenty of mixes that come out which are album quality so yeah. I can only give that a three for me I look, at, look at what Drake does his mixtapes are basically albums yep and it's not only him there's plenty of others that, that do similar so yeah yeah, so I think for me, um, I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm going to say it's a free. However, I would like to say this, though, that I think this was like a really good introduction um, to put a paper and listening to how talented he is. Like, I'll be following him certainly for to see what he drops in the future. It'll be interesting to see what sort of features he can get when it actually does come to album time. The sort of stories they will be telling on those albums too. Um, so yeah, it's a free because for me, like I, I agree with most of the points that you guys have mentioned, but lack of features and lack of a complete story. There was a story there, like, but it wasn't like you know, it's not cut up a little bit by like um, interviews that sort of thing. Um, I, 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 I pretty much agree with what you're saying there. To be honest with you. But controversial statement. Do you think he's going to be long lasting? Like the thing with me is like talking about drugs and guns and violence and stuff. You can only do it for so long and it gets boring. But then talking about your personal life and trying to make that captivating is a real art. And I don't know if he has that right now. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that talking about guns and drugs and violence. It can give you a very long, distinguished career, to be honest with you. So, there's, there's plenty of rappers that managed to do that for a long time. So, I, I don't think you'd have an issue that obviously, I'm assuming that right now, a lot of the content that he that he raps about is what is it, is about his whole his own life experiences. So, I think the only difference there would be that maybe he'll have to start making up more stories than he yeah. does now. But um, he could definitely do that going forward for a long time if he wanted to. Sure, he'd have to add some more other stuff in there. But his, his, his um, mixtape does have um, songs there which are um, more 
well, it's uh, the fun aspects of it, you know, like the, the, the women, the cars, the clothes, and that's something that definitely doesn't get old. That's essentially a, a major pillar of hip-hop music. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see that a long career. My, the only thing that's going to hold this guy back, really, is one, if he continues to get mixed up in, in crime, which, to me, it seems like he's lived so close to it that it could happen. And two, if basically he gets somewhat rejected by the industry because of how close he is to the to, to that sort of lifestyle. And when I say that, I don't mean like people rejected him. I mean like actually the, the, the business itself, I mean radio shows refuse to play his music because of the message it kind of portrays of him of supporting a drug dealer essentially stuff like that but interesting you say that because he um, I think he done like a fire in a booth or something on one extra and he got a little on the fire yeah that's right yeah so it'd be interesting to see what happens there to see if they come out and be like a big advocate against that lifestyle sorry so basically, he he was he appeared on the one extra show, and then he, yeah. um, this is around the same time as, as yeah, but this is around the same time that um, there was a big debate about Will Britannia being um, performed at the Palms, right. and um, essentially people were saying how the BBC will support a drug dealer, but they won't allow a, a national anthem to be to be played. And so yeah, it's a really silly um, argument to be honest with you. But that is that's the sort of thing people are doing. So you know, that's what I'm saying. These are the sort of um, situations he's got to overcome if he wants to make it in a in a commercial environment. Really, and I'm not saying he can't do it, but he's he's going to have to you know be aware of this at least. But yeah, yeah. Let's not dwell on this one too much. Man, we've got plenty of other things to cover. <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. Next topic, also, man, next topic. Three on freestyle. So, moving on, in terms of UK drops, Dizzy is gearing up for his album. I believe it is E3 Forever. If I remember mm. that correctly, that's on my head. There was a single, which was like four L's, um, with featuring Chipmunk. That was released a few months. Was that a month? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he released tune on Friday with um, Section Boys now known as Smoke Boys um, yeah 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 and that was a really good track it, like I'm happy for Dizzy like Dizzy I've, one of the criticisms I had for his last album I felt as though he wasn't really embracing like the new talent in the UK and like the movements that were happening around in the scene I felt like he was still stuck in his own um, his own like bubble because Dizzy's huge man he's been doing this for years and years so in actual reality he doesn't really need to collab with people but it was just it would have been it would have been more interesting if he did but I think he's correcting that in his E3 Forever um, album he's reaching out to the youngsters he's um, allowing people to share within his platform too and um, giving people looks as well so yeah big up Dizzy I'm looking forward to, to that music. Oli you want to go first on this one because I, I feel like I've got a rant coming about Dizzy so I don't want to jump in now so, I, don't so um, I, I go through phases of Dizzy where I like him I dislike him so I liked his first couple of albums and then I think it was Uni Times when he was just 
dropping them cheesy Ibiza cash grabs. I couldn't, I couldn't stand the guy. Like, literally couldn't stand him. But then he, he called it back. I think he had a, a decent chat with Bumby that put me back into Disney stratosphere. Um, his last album, Rascal, I quite liked. It was kind of like his old sound back, but I know a lot of people didn't like it. I haven't heard this mm. single, but I heard the last time a chip. And to be honest, if I was dizzy, I'd be stressed because chips spun him. And where I'm going with this is, I just, I just don't. I think the bar has been raised so high now that dizzy style just doesn't resonate well. If you get what I'm saying. So I'm not looking I'm totally forward to that. Totally understand that. And I feel like him relying on features might be a bad thing as well. Can make him because like even a the track shopper. he done, yeah, like I think he done a track on Rascal with Skepta, and even then Skepta spun him. So I feel like I feel like my my view on Dizzy Rascal are very laid. And to be honest with you, I could do a whole pod just on on this. But I feel like Dizzy come through at a time where there was like a. Let's, 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 let's compare it to, to, to COVID, yeah? Dizzy Rascal came through during a, a, a first wave in, in this this whole thing where you had Grime Artists coming through like Teacher Strider. Um, you had you had a Roll Deep coming through. You had all these guys that came through off the social solid crew, essentially, and they were making money. They were reaching number one and they were, they were doing well, right? And Dizzy's first album, Boy in the Corner, that was very true to to the grime sound, right? And he gained success to that. But then what he did essentially straight after was just sell his soul for record sales. And to begin with, he didn't bring anybody. Remember any artist really that that could really say dizzy directly opened the doors for him or her. I can't I remember think, anyone. I that think he it, might, it might have been. I think it's a Tinky Strider. I think no, I don't. I, 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 I can't say. Uh, who, who did, did he I was, uh, Yeah, no, I'm going to disagree with you there, Matt. That's not fair for you to say that because after, after Dizzy. Hold on, hold on. So, so Dizzy, as, Dizzy um, featured Titch Strider on his songs? Was he on his record label? What, what, what was the direct uh, thing? Uh, I think I think it was a few a few features he put out that were like I, I, I do not remember so, Dizzy Rascal featuring Titchy Strider on on a track during that period. I, I might be I might be wrong, but there was there was one song. Maybe I'm gonna have to Google it real quick. But I don't listen in in that situation uh, because of how. Um, because of how short the the scene was um, back then, like opening doors, like it was it was a case of that, right? But then when you look at someone like Wiley, who really just a right, a lot right now, right? But Wiley was opening doors for everyone, left, right, and centre, collaborating with anyone and doing whatever with, with everyone to get them to where they are. So whether Wiley is respected now or not. There are many people that he directly attributed to their career. He contributed. He 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 brought them essentially to where they are now, right? Even someone like Kano, it's Wiley helped him a lot to get to where he is. Okay. Yeah, now right, I really right. don't think that 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 Dizzy did that at all. Dizzy come back like what 10, 15 years later with his record label and signed DWA and and um, other people 
and Neil Jennings basically and um, tried to make out like, oh, now he's supporting the now he's supporting the, the, the movement. But that wasn't too little too late in my opinion, because by that point, Dizzy Rascal, although his name rang bells, it wasn't one of those things whereby like he couldn't be the, be the Drake, if you like, whereby okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna feature you on my song, and now that's gonna shine a big light on on your music. It, it, it couldn't happen. And like, I know I don't want to I don't want to go right. on like Stormzy some sort of god here because he's not. But do you know what? Yeah, Stormzy for, always has people who are of a lesser stature to him, and he will he will he will feature on their records, or we have them feature on his records, and it shines a light on their career. Yeah. And I, I don't think that he ever did that. No, I'm not disputing that. I'm not never, saying that he you know did it. I'm saying he did do it. To get back to this track here now, yeah. I don't care because this guy, all he wants to do before no. was pop music with Calvin Harris, and he, he just he, he didn't support Grime. He didn't support no so Grime was coming through. So wait, so and, 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 and what happened was that you couldn't have a you couldn't have a, a an organic um, progression of the genre through him because. There was no. He didn't bring through any producers. He didn't bring through you no know, other artists. It was just like, nah, I'm like so yeah. I don't so, care about what so I've, I've got up his discography, <laughs> yeah, and I got up his singles. So literally, I can't even remember what what the song Flex was, but I remember the songs before that. They were sort of like it started off grime and transitioned into like something else. But it was literally 2008 when he transitioned into doing pop stuff up until. Yeah. So basically, after the second album, two thousand and eighteen, it's like eleven years of pop stuff. And in that time, like before he went pop, he had no features on his singles. And then after that, people like Calvin Harris, Armin Van Helden, Florence and the Love Machine, or and the Machine. So yeah. Robbie Williams, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know about on this one. I know that because I, I lived it. I, I yeah, that. one with Fecky. One with Fecky. That's what I was thinking of. The one with Fecky, still sitting here. Yeah, but that's the song I'm thinking of. Look, I see. I see. I know the reason why he's like collaborating with those people. Yeah, he's, of course he's trying to make money, but he's also <laughs> in a space where he's at the top of his game does that make sense and I am in, a, in full agreement with you that being someone at the top the of his game right. he should you have make an album to you make an album that's got 12 plus tracks on it you're telling me you couldn't find uh, one song on the album to, to place on people that are coming through like, let, me, let me give you an example here, yeah. Like, we, we discussed Big Sean's album a couple weeks ago. No, but there's a track on it. There's a track on it with Detroit Freestyle, right? It's got a whole bunch of people from Detroit rapping on it. And a lot of those rappers, yeah, although they may be known to me or you, they're not known to other people because Big Sean is a mainstream rapper. And a lot of people that are on that, they will not be known. And he put them on there and he put them on the track alongside goats of the game like mm-hmm. Eminem and Waste the 5-9 right and so people will now be aware of rappers that they didn't know of if you put say for example Tinchy Strider or anybody else from that era on a track of Robbie Williams that is, that's just like um, a signal boost for him but he didn't do it and that's why that's what I can't respect about him like I'm not saying no one has to do anything in, it, in life no one has to do anything in life but I don't respect that about Disney and, and then after I, I thought to myself, now that grime is popping, now that now that um, authentic urban, <laughs> in, in quotes, um, um, music is um, 
is is popping. Now he wants to. Now he wants to come back and make it again. Like, honestly, just pissed off with that, isn't it? That's the way I see it. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, he's not too different from Riley. No, look. All I'm saying is, you never know what someone does behind the scenes. So, whilst he may not have featured people on his album. Like he still provided a blueprint. And you just okay, so if we're going to talk about the blueprint, then yeah, you could say that so Titi tried to follow that blueprint because he did so, go and do the whole pop thing as well. And I, and I feel like that maybe was detrimental to his career too. And I'm glad that the guys that come after them managed to stay clear of that because they're they're staying true, were true raw to their to their original music. And but, but the thing is, yeah, Wiley done a similar thing as well, though. Wiley fully sold out and did the whole thing to get um to get hits as well, like um I Rolex sweep and stuff like that, yeah. But um at the same time, no one can ever tell me anything about Wiley not supporting his people. He he has too many people come through him and and, and gain success. Yeah. So he, he's on a he's on a different he's in a different category. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Next <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Um, cool. So, UK music. Any outside of like UK music? Album, it's been a slow week for this one. Honestly, yeah, there's been a few freestyles, but there's nothing really standing out to me. That I really feel like I need to shine a light on. I should have said I would hope to have like a, a, a bigger UK section on this each week, in it. But um, this week a bit quiet. But again, if anyone's listening and they have any artists that they feel like they want to um, yeah. they want to talk about or want to talk about or they want us to feature. Definitely reach out. Let us know. We're always happy to um, shine a light on any new artists that people might not be aware of. Yeah, and to be fair, like <laughs> keep your <laughs> head to the ground, innit? Um, Give us to be honest, lately the UK has been like outshining the US, like consistently as well. I think that if when you look at the new generation of rappers going through from the UK, so we're talking about like what. 26, 27 and younger, maybe. We would say 30 and younger. I think that the UK is doing a lot better than America right now. A lot better than probably anywhere in the world. Maybe, I know that um, there's a, quite a few artists coming out of Africa at the moment that are doing doing really well. Um, but I still say that the UK is doing better right now. Yeah. And that's, that's something I'm crazy to hear, but it's the truth, though. Yeah. You need to look at like, like some of the big releases, like look at Stormzy's last album. That was phenomenal, Dave. That was phenomenal. Crazy. Like it's just been, it's just, it's just been consistent. Nine's album, nine. Yeah. yeah. Like all, all of those should like be up in contention with the big hits from from the states or big albums yeah. from the states. So. I agree. I agree with you. And like I always said before that I feel like we're free too. So um. <laughs> this is uh, this degree. It's very the states, the states are huge. <laughs> it's, man. it's fifty-one Londons in one country. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's really hard to get noticed out there. Like, that's why UK rappers we always struggle to connect with that mainstream audience in the US. Um, so, but equally in terms of talent. 
from the US I, versus I think UK's got the, the edge. UK. Like, you, you can look at other artists like, say, Heady One and Fedor. They're doing bits. Um, I feel like even yeah. even if what you just said there, yeah, Randy, if you look at how big the America is and the population of America compared to what it is in the UK, so you look at the advantage they have in that aspect, and they're still, to me, not yeah. got as much talented people coming through as we have in the UK. Like, that says a lot, you know what I mean? And even when you look at how the influence is changing before, you know, back in the 90s and, and noughties as well, um, it was a case of American music influencing UK music. And it was just a one-way thing. Whereas now, you, you definitely see how that's flipped around. Even like, I remember with BBK, you, you could definitely see the direct influence they were having over like the ASAP mob in America. Like, you know, stuff like that. It's, like, it's, it's, it's clear. Like, Drake's um, on these drill tracks. And stuff yeah. like that. It's, it, it's, UK is so clear musically right now. It's unbelievable. But um, it's crazy to see. Yeah. No, we're definitely global. Definitely global. I, I think it does. But I think it like, does. Like, they translate in streams like, they, and things like that think, as well. Like they for making a lot of streams from yeah. the US. Do you, so do you remember when when all these artists are dropping their Spotify numbers at the end of last year, and someone like AJ Tracy, who's independent, is getting like was it something like sixty million streams or, or like more than that? I can't be. Might be in the hundreds. It's like. It's, it's, they're doing crazy numbers for, for, for independent artists for one and, and artists from the UK they're, obviously their music has been listened to in way more places than just the British Isles you know what I mean like and it's great to see it's great to see and it shows you how the music industry is changing as well that an independent artist can see that much success yeah, yeah. because you know when, when AJ is getting those, those spins on, on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever else there's no middleman taking anything out of that that's all his money you know what I mean so it's great to see but yeah yeah look I'd definitely love to revisit this because I think like from the top of my head I can't picture any but I'd love to do a 10 for 10 in terms of what's the category US that's something we should should definitely do for future or we should just do last releases over the past four years I think the past four years has been where it started to transition. Yeah. But the thing is that in America you're going to get way more. You will. Like, you will. You're going to get quality out UK. Like, if, if you just pick over the last number, four years, that's the best 10 out of people. Sad. Or the pond. Like, I think it'll be closer than you think. You know what? Yeah, that's what we should do. That's what we should do at the end of this year, right? Let's do a top 10 UK drops and top 10 American drops and see how that looks. Okay. I feel like this is, this, is, this is probably not the best year in terms of drops anyway because obviously people are probably going to start delaying no, definitely, their yeah. projects a bit. But um, let's, let's see what how it, how it looks at the end of the year. Yeah. Okay, cool. So two things, right? A conversation about past yeah, albums cool. and then a conversation about drops this year. Yeah, definitely let's revisit that. Cool. Um, all right, so that's a nice segue. Let's let's move on to the uh, across the Atlantic. Let's, 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 let's discuss Lil Tecca because this is a guy that I was, I remember in the yeah. group chat, I was being, I was being a bit disrespectful to the kid, to be honest with you. He's a, he's a SoundCloud rapper. He looks 
it doesn't matter how you look in it, but you look yeah. like a proper nerd in it. And I had a real issue with some of the lyrics in his music because it's quite clearly about a, a lifestyle that he, he, he doesn't live. But he released an album called Virgo World, and it's one of the last albums I listened to over the weekend because, in all honesty, I had no interest in listening to it. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be a pile of crap, and um, it wasn't going to be for me. But the kid surprised me, man. He he he's, he can rap. The guy can rap, and and he has a really nice beat selection as well. Like I was really I was pleasantly surprised yeah. for for real. Um, he delivered a solid project. And the thing is, he, yeah, I was actually reading up on around him as well. Um, like he's working with like a really really strong producer I think his name's Taz um, I forget his name, but he's like the co-founder yeah. for this internet um, yeah, like group, yeah. internet money like which is like a producer's guild or something like that so and, that's the thing yeah, right so like see you mean now yeah I'm, I'm a culture man of the crop, <laughs> and I really uh, appreciate so. those proper like our beats like from like from um, yeah. Star Trek like Neptune's beats say and um those like Raphael Sadiq sort of speaks like, like I can I really like it when like, you even get like a lot of heavy musician uh, in the beat so like you know the Mac Miller type of production and this guy's like the complete antonym of it's complete opposite but I like it the beats are really simple but they're just upbeat and they're, and they're, and they're happy beats and I, I like them you know what I mean it was just, I just felt yeah. good listening to it like there was the, weather, the weather was good on the weekend I was driving around listening to the songs and like yeah it's like this is good music man I'm enjoying it, it and like the songs even like the, the, the content of the songs was good as well like, like I really couldn't complain um, and like he had quite like quite a few jams on there like one of them was acting up the number yeah. was drunk another song called Back It Up um, chemistry and close to heaven they were all really good songs but the, the best song for me on the album was called Well Rumble and like, Well Rumble <laughs> yeah and, like it reminds me obviously the WWE stuff like Royal again, Rumble is so, look, the music yeah. has to talk to me on a level that I can understand it as well and we've got to have some yeah. sort of connection there and, and it did a lot of the songs yeah. did surprisingly so yeah like the, I, I've got a new final respect for Lil Tecca and I'll be looking out for his new tracks as when they come out now, man. Like, yeah, yeah and, and that's, what I'm, that's what I'm so surprised he about. But you know what, as well, yeah, like, um, I really feel like this kid could really develop. I feel like when he was rapping, I feel like he was in his comfort zone. And I feel like if he wanted to push it, I feel like he could, he could rap at a higher level than he is right now. He's someone that I, I yeah. believe will have a long career in this industry. If anything, it'll probably be one of those so things where Drake needs his co-sign at some point. Just to stay relevant. No, I'm not going to be a bad man, but that's how it goes, isn't it? You get older, you, you start to lose the younger audience, yeah, so you need to start be. connecting with younger, with younger um, artists. I feel, like, I feel like Drake's one of the rappers where he will never need that. Like, he'll be like Jay-Z, in it, And where if he starts doing that, it's going to be found upon. You see, you say this, yeah, but I feel like Drake's has done it so much already that it won't seem weird if he was to go and rap with someone that's really young for one True. and two you ask a lot of younger kids about Jay-Z that's just Beyonce's husband and that's not even being disrespectful here but they don't listen to his music like that innit so yeah mm. also true 
Yeah, they don't yeah, they don't want to hear that's not their music. Like, so, they don't yeah. care about the art, man. They don't care about the art. But a lot of these kids, a lot of the music, that's been like my gripe. Right. A lot of the new generation music, yeah. That there's there's no depth to it, and there's no quality to it. But this album here, I believe, like it, it was, it had quality to it. There was some of the songs had depth as well, to be fair, which and. You know what I mean? Every gripe that I have, it it essentially um, had an answer for it. So yeah, it was it was it was good. What do you guys think? <laughs> but you have to also remember, mm-hmm. little Tech's audience, like basically, is it's not us. Do you know what I mean? It's the, it's the <laughs> yeah, Fortnite fanboys. Like I think even as a song on there called TikTok. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. It, that's his kind of like fan base like um, so when listening to his music the main thing it mirrored like there was a good marriage between yeah. his melodic flow and the really good instrument uh, production as well so like that just makes for very easy listening like that was like, it wasn't like an NBA young boy you know in mean? so to disrespect but compare how easy it was to listen to Little Tecca versus NBA Youngboy like, there's a stark difference but I'm guessing in terms of like the lyrics like there's also like, maybe yeah, NBA Youngboy stuff in my head from what you're trying to say but I didn't get quite a bit too much but, but yeah really, I'm in agreement with you damn it yeah yeah yeah. You, you guys yeah, I can see why he does numbers. I don't know why you didn't listen to that. I was definitely on the list this week, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you guys slacking. <laughs> That's so much yeah, no, to you. Yeah, definitely listen to it. I've actually <laughs> added some of that songs to my playlist. Only so slack one But anyway, next. Yeah. Good plug, man. Good plug. <laughs> it's all coming soon. Don't worry. All right, cool. You yeah, have to plug. Oh, guys, don't forget to follow us on the Instagram. I want to follow, follow me. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> follow me. At Mr. Underscore Mike. Um, next. Or follow me on Twitter. Mr. Matty yeah but anyway can we do that on No, no, I'm on Caesar so you can get that over with quickly. Go on then. Yeah. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I have, I had high hopes for her based on her record label, based on her peers on that label. No, no. And I assumed that everybody on that label would be of a certain level of quality. The same way how like on good music everyone was a certain level of quality, Dreamville, um um Top Dog of a certain quality. Guys, just to so she's the bit, first lady of the sort of record label like, last week. Who, who is she? Yeah, so she um, is on the same record label as um, Conway the Machine, oh, yeah, um, Westside awesome. Gun, yeah. and uh, oh my god, why is this other guy's name? And John Blank as well. Yeah, anyway, but anyway, the, we are being a butcher, that's it, yeah. So, anyway, I was expecting um, Benny big things. And the high yeah. bar that they've set, and she's live up to it. Basically, she she's delivering gritty rap, just like them. But 
it wasn't enjoyable and there weren't even many clever or like in compelling raps to sell apart from her, her peers and her female peers like the Barbie doll rappers like um, Nicki Minaj and, and Cardi B so if her bars are much better than them but essentially they're mm-hmm. selling sex what am I really listening to this for like I don't really I don't want to be sexist but like I'm not really trying to hear that from so I'm in agreement to be fair yeah. like at first I thought it was going to be something completely different when I asked the skit for the first track finish, I was just like, I know what I'm in for. So I was expecting some young MA level of bars or mm. something like that. And I was just mm. I was just disappointed. Like for example, right, yeah, I don't think that as a woman you have to be selling sex to, to do well because and when I say that, you know what I mean, I'm not saying they're actually prostitutes, I was saying that their music is overly sexualized. But um Someone like Rhapsody, for example, she doesn't do that, and she's an incredible rapper. No name as well, incredible rapper. She doesn't talk about that sort of stuff. Yep. But the, the, the Little Sims is incredible, and um, again, she's not trying to talk about her body or pussy or whatever else. Even Lady Gaga um, from the UK. Yeah, she's another one. I think there's so many that do it, but and, and they do it well. But this girl, she didn't do it. And to be fair, I don't think the beats helps her. Yeah, no. but I think the, the better songs on the album on on this yeah on this album, but um, generally the songs that feature right. the label mix, I think it's probably because I was enjoying their raps more than hers. So yeah, I, 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 I think that's it. I, I think the beats were, were too hard hitting for her as well. So I just yeah, feel like I she's out of her depth. Um, I don't know. Is this an album? I don't know if it's an album or a mixtape. Oh, no, no, it's an actually, album. It's an album. It's an album. It's an album. Yeah, yeah it's a debut album. Yeah. So, hold on. One second, guys. Standout song, what was it for you? All right. There was none. Okay, that's probably, for me. Probably the one with Conway. The standout song was, was Palm Angels. Like that. It wasn't a great song, but that was a standout song on the projects. And what was your rating, guys? One. One? Wow. Like, um, you say never going to Takashi, bud. Listen, Takashi actually had a couple wow. of songs that were okay. <laughs> okay. Like, um, I, I think Manny. she can be better. I think she can be better. Manny, did you listen to this album? Wow. Oh, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm going to give this a two years, isn't it? Because it wasn't that bad. The production, some of the beats were rap, I'm not going to lie. But... Yeah, she had good. She had good um, guest features, and um, yeah, no, you, you can't say that because if, if her good guest features are the one reason why you're uprating it, it really should be a one. How, how can you say that doesn't count? They still made the music, did they not? They still made the music, but you're, you're saying those are the standout parts of the album. Isn't this isn't a critique of 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 Armani Caesar? This is a critique of her album, yeah, and yeah, those yeah. people are on her album, so. Therefore, I'm giving it to him. Uh, I don't know. Like, you, 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 you could have an album of just full of guest features and you could say, okay, damn, why, you know, why is this person not rapping himself? But it's, it could still be good music, isn't it? So, and Jesus yeah. There you go. And so, yeah, two S for me. Next. the <laughs> <laughs> swiftness. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys released the album. <laughs> yeah, I need to get this off my chest because this, this is a really long one. Go on. take us, take us to Alicia Keys. 
I, I did see Alicia Keys on on like on like my digital. I think she was on like the whole digital marketing um, press run over the last few days. I saw her on Complex Media all over that the sneaker shop. <laughs> but then equally, just, like step into my step into my thing, bro. Let's, let's discuss this one, shall we? No, okay. So for me, right. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a view on Alicia Keys yeah, yeah, as an please, artist. Please. That I feel like I feel like she she has a bubble around her. She has an aura around her. She has a, a a reputation around her that is way bigger than what she actually is as an artist. And allow me to explain myself here. I think Alicia Keys came out with a bang in it. Like she had two incredible albums when she came out, and I believe that she's a very very talented individual in terms of her ability to sing, in terms of her ability to um, play piano. And I believe that she's, there's, a, there's a songwriter in there as well, so that she wrote or co-wrote most of her, um, her original content to begin with. Now, I don't think she's done anything since then. I, I, honestly, yeah. I think every project she's put out since her first two albums have been rubbish. Even if they have gone platinum or whatever, it, 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 I, I feel like she gained a status in the game whereby... It didn't matter if she did nursery, like nursery songs, nursery rhymes. Um, she could have been doing covers for Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and she still would have gone platinum with what what she released because it wouldn't matter. And um, yeah, I, I just think there's a real lack of quality. And, and not, yeah, there's a lack of quality. There's, I don't even know if quality is the right word because the production's good. It's tight. It's got lots of good features on there, but it just lacks. Goodness, the lack of bang and the impact that you yeah, it's, it's, it's just like and John Legend. I think if, if you've got to look at a, an artist, who, who is the it's someone like John Legend, right? And John Legend, even if he hasn't gained gain the same commercial success as Alicia, he constantly releases music of such a high quality. It's, it's, it's just great to see from him and I feel like Alicia doesn't really manage to match it mm. so that is something that really um, really great to me like I always say it's, it's Alicia Keats really elite I, I don't so I think a debate we need to be had on that one so I think you're being a bit harsh you said first two albums um, the first I'm two albums are great yeah and so is As I Am which is her third uh, album no I don't think As I Am was great I feel like As I Am had a couple of tracks on it that were huge Huge well, tracks on there. But you could have two or three amazing tracks here that are, you could have like a legendary track on the album that does not make the album good. And I think that's what people sometimes don't understand. Look, any, I don't think I've anyone classic, that can drop three classic, classic albums and back to back, that's just really debatable. And and but the first two without a doubt they are and also um yeah I think this project so you know talk about Alicia Keys album which is called Alicia I feel like it had a lot of tracks on it that were just bang average even so there were some big collaborators on there Tierra Wax on there Ed Sheeran's on there Samphers on there um, Khalid's on there not the DJ and it just didn't really manage to bring it out of me feeling like it was a mediocre album compared to like some of the other RB albums that come out nowadays. Especially when you look at someone like, I don't know, Brent Fires or even like John Legend, he released something a couple months ago and his, his album was much better than this and with less um, collaborators on there as well. And also, I feel like... 
it's being pushed. Well, it's being pushed, and I'm sure that it's getting good. Well, well, yeah, like it's got. Listen, Mr. Keith has a very loyal well, fan base, and I'm sure that when you see the numbers come out, he probably would have done like three hundred thousand. Okay, maybe it's two hundred, maybe two hundred thousand in the first week. Let me tell you something. Yeah, last album only done forty-two thousand. Yeah, I want to see. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. point. Anyway, point. But I want to see. I want to be surprised to hear the reverse as well soon. Be like, hey, his version of the album. platform. Like, I feel like it's um, Mary J. Blige. I feel, I feel like. Yeah. Mary J. Blige would wash in Shakira. <laughs> left, right, and center. And, and twice on a Sunday, it's like no. It's, you think? I think it, it would to not even be. It would not be close. And then, and then on top of that, when when, when Mary starts doing her dancing as well, are you crazy? <laughs> when Mary starts dancing, Alicia ain't ready for. Alicia could bring through as many grand pianos as she wants here. When Mary starts stepping in them star high boots here, ain't no well, one testing her. Isn't it? Like, let me tell you, just gonna bring out the little, Mary, little yeah. electric piano and just like make something up on the spot, bro. Like, another thing I want to say about that. Another thing I want to say about the album is this year. I feel like the album yeah, they really tried. To, she really tried to be worldly with the album, like by having artists from other areas of the of the of the of the, of the globe, right? And I just feel like it was forced. It's so forced. I feel like right now, I feel like right. so many American artists just feel the need to just add an African artist and add okay. a European artist. Just it's like it's like sprinkling spices on their on, on their meal, and it just didn't seem organic. You know and I mean, yeah. But then from a record label, this is why I'm surprised why it's not getting pushed or why I'm not getting visibility on that. Like, from a record label perspective, mm. the more global you make your album, Absolutely. especially when Absolutely. you're a big artist like that. I agree with that. More people to no, I totally agree with that, but I just think to myself, so, if you're going to do that, I just think logic. it should sound organic I don't know how you can make it sound organic maybe it's, it's the way the recording takes place like was it a case of, of a verse just being emailed in was it just you know what I mean or were they in the studio together I don't know this but to me it just kind of seemed like they just did it to tick a box sort of thing and I don't know maybe maybe I'm I came no actually no I didn't I know I didn't come to listen to this album thinking that negatively because I remember I was quite excited to hear this album so yeah it's um I, I was just like no I was just disappointed and I also feel like for us, an yeah. album that's self-titled, especially with it not being a debut, so I'm, I'm expecting it to be telling some more personal stories. Well, that, that or at least be like more personal, like be more, more like the classic, telling stories about myself or a family, album, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. really, really get that. You know what I mean? I feel like even Beyonce and Jay-Z are more open about their, about their, yeah. their, their life and their relationship than, 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 than she was on this album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so for me anyway, the standout song on the album was, was Show Me Love, which is featuring Miguel. And you know, I've always got time to listen to Miguel. Miguel's a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. And and I give it I give it three years. And that's not so, even with what I've said, yeah, I, I still when think it's a solid piece of work, right? I miss Miguel. But it's just not amazing. And I feel like for Alicia Keys' status, it should be. And when I say three years, I mean like really it's like a, it's, it's, on the low end, it's like a 2.8, 2.9, something like 2.9 to 3.1 maybe. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, oh my God, it could have been a four. It was, it was never touching a four. <laughs> but yeah, that's my critical 
critique. So I, I didn't listen to the whole album. I listened to like half of it and I, I, I did enjoy it, but it wasn't, it's not something that... It's, I'm going to... Like, I'm gonna album was done and you would listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to finish it, thing. but it's, it's not something that I'm going to that I'm gonna go back to and spin like whenever like like it like you would like you would for a good album <laughs> yeah yeah like, do you agree with Matt I think do you agree with a lot of what you're saying like, I also think that um, you know we put these old R&B right artists on a pedestal people like Usher Alicia Keys where their first few albums are genuinely phenomenal and then the yeah the Usher's got more than the Usher's got like about four or five albums that are phenomenal okay please put some respect on Usher's name and okay? that's true but what I'm saying is Alicia has like five or six she, albums she doesn't you know? have five she does not has she, has she even no, released six no. albums no I'm saying all the albums she has she has she has seven albums yeah of those seven three are, are excellent to phenomenal as I am is not is. that good one and Usher no, has if like it was, I, would, I would say it is Usher has like what like nine ten yes Usher has uh, let's, let's, let me google this right now because I know that Usher's got bangers bro and even on the albums even on the albums where he went downhill we're just going to overlook that because of the fact that Usher's a real G in it <laughs> <laughs> no no okay so Okay, so let's look at Usher's albums. Yeah, you got Usher, first of all. That is amazing. That was a great album. My Way, crazy album. 8701, crazy album. Yep, Confessions, yep. crazy album. Here I Stand, what is that one? That was That's there. Moving Mountains and stuff like that. Now, that, yeah, that was a really a, good album. That's a really good album. Yeah. But after Another that, great album. So this is, this is, that, this is five and five right now. Are you crazy? It's, it's okay, but then, okay, okay. Raymond versus Raymond. I think that's when you started to go downhill in it. Yeah. Yeah, but but by that point he's already done five out of five, bro. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying yeah. If you if you put it into a ratio, Alicia Keys isn't far off. And what I'm saying is that we put these artists on the pedestal. So when they don't release something that's like at least great, great. then we start so, to but then, but then, judge them. But then if you are if you are an elite artist, then you have earned your right to be on that pedestal. But then. Being on that pedestal means that you are expected to deliver projects of a certain caliber. Yeah, and I, I, so I, I don't think that what I'm saying is harsh in that sense. But then, when Kendrick Lamar, would you call her I mean, masterpiece every time? Same with Drake. Same with J Cole. I'm not gonna ex- accept. I'm, I'm not gonna if he releases a rubbish album. I'm not gonna be like, oh well, it's okay because he's released other good ones. No, it's like that was a rubbish album. Yeah, but, and then, but what I'm trying to say is to be considered elite, you have to you have to show consistency. So what I'm trying exactly. to say is, and like, she keeps having, in my opinion. So then she she was never elite. Then she she had potential. That's to be what elite. I'm saying to you. I don't but think I'm she saying was. that doesn't it too hard. I'm, 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 I'm I agree that she's not elite. Elite, elite. So. She's no Beyonce. <laughs> she, she is no Beyonce. But I, I still think she's great. She's no Mary J. Either. Mm, I, I, I think she'd be Mary J. I think that I think that what like I said what gives Alicia an, an extra boost is the fact that as a musician she can do more like you know playing the piano like you cannot knock someone playing the piano and singing all at the same time that's an incredible ability to do that but um, I don't think the quality of her music has stood up as well as people would have hoped or at least I would have hoped Um, 
No way. <laughs> yeah, it's a great that. song. I'm not that. disputing that. Yeah. And please I'm never so ever like, sing on this podcast ever again because our, 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 our listeners do not want to hear it. Yeah. Sing it, man. Sing it. Sing it, bro. Sing <laughs> but like I said, like uh, uh, having a good uh, they, single does not they, they appear to having a good album. Okay, like that's what people need to understand. Like this is what bothers she me. Has a, she has an amazing catalogue of singles, mm. like Teenage Love Affair. Um, like, what's that got to do with the quality of, of an album? Uh, I'm not going to say she's a great artist. Wrap it up, bro. Wrap it up then, man. Wrap it yeah. up then. Let's wrap, let's wrap this one up. Let's wrap this one up. Three years, yeah. I gave it three years. Three stars. Three years, sorry, guys. All right, me, boom, boom. Have you guys listened to any um, banging? Do you know what? Uh, right? There's a couple of tracks that have dropped recently, actually. Like and tracks, yeah, right? maybe we should cover them. Right? One of them is Bryson Tiller. Always and forever, I believe it's called. That was a good song that came out. And I, you know what? Yeah, Brighton Taylor's second album was actually yes. shocking. It was shockingly bad. That's an Always forever is bad. I like no, because remember, remember when 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 um the yeah. trap soul came out. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah, that album was crazy, man. And Brighton Taylor like it was. Um, it was for like about. It felt like it took over for like yeah. two years. That album was crazy. Trap soul it took was over. Nuts. And then. Uh, I feel like it would have been difficult for anyone to follow up on that. Yeah, because I don't think you're, you're not meant to drop such a good project for your first project. <laughs> but it was, that was amazing. Second yeah. album did not live up to the hype. But the couple of songs I've heard from yeah. um, Bryson recently is making me think that this second album will be good. So his third album will be good. And it's not, I, I'm not getting Traps or vibes from it, but I'm thinking that it is going to be decent. You know what I mean? So um, that is that is definitely one um, right. one project that I am looking forward to to come so yeah yeah man definitely um okay, cool. to the only only any music from you lately I've just been waiting for albums so I'm trying to avoid singles um but I need to start doing that what's the I've dropped a single as well or video for a single oh Rick Ross Rick Ross is visuals yeah, yeah, Rick as yeah, well, but yeah, Buster yeah. Rams is one. That, uh, Buster Rams is a rare artist, man. I think he's like an amazing rapper, but um, I feel like sometimes he's a bit hit and miss with the music. He's definitely hit and miss. Yeah, I don't want to Anderson it, back. Yeah, I love Anderson back. Anderson's back amazing. Anderson I remember I've seen him perform one time. The guy blew my mind. He's, he's incredible. Yeah, that, he is. On the, he was, right. the guy was jumping around from the drums to the piano to the yeah. to the to, to singing on the mic and dancing and sliding all over the and place. And he it did miss a beat, bruv. And it sounded he like it was a, a one-to-one recording. Like what it sounds like understand. when you your headphones. It sounds His exactly fitness level was so crazy. Live. He is, wow. he is one of the best artists was, I've seen. Like. He was carrying on like Spider-Man in Bricks of the Academy, wow. bro. The way he was jumping around and doing shit, it was mad. And, and the then on top of that, he brought out Dr. Dre. Brought out Dr. Dre, bro, in fucking Brixton. It was it mad, was crazy, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I've got all the love in the world for him and for Buster Arms as well, but the songs do do, so <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Let's, let, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about Alison Pat quickly. So you know we're talking about elites. Would you class Anderson oh, Pack as an elite artist? Anderson Pack, yeah. The way I've had this discussion many times, isn't it? And I said the question I asked is right: Has any artist come out on a run like what Anderson Pack has? 
with his albums and I don't think there's many someone said to me The Weeknd and it could be The Weeknd I personally don't really like The Weeknd's earlier music as much as others do but um, I know that it's really loved by a lot of people and his fan base has remained low to him throughout and I really like The Weeknd doesn't come close The Weeknd doesn't come close and Anderson has like so many different sounds yeah so for me Anderson is elite his sound is so unique and he's elite but um, I always look forward to whenever he's dropping I really do like his whole theme of um, naming his albums after beaches in California as well it's, it's pretty cool so yeah that is a, a sidebar but it's definitely one that I can say he's an elite artist for sure and he deserves it because the actual albums bangs not just a couple singles on there like New York <laughs> uh, I got to let this down anyway next <laughs> wow um cool so um upcoming albums so next next well sorry yeah. this week um or next week we'll be looking at probably the new team is, is that only for dolphins um, that one and action yeah. i love Johnson. action man he's crazy yeah he's a crazy rapper he's, he's, his, his metaphors one, yeah. are <laughs> so <laughs> obscure it's crazy. Like, if you, if you want to hear some crazy metaphors in your rap music, listen to Saab Stories by Action Bronson. And he, he just says some things that he, he will paint images in your head that they, they just shouldn't even be in your head. But they're just funny. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. He's, he's, an, he's elite. As a, as a rapper, as a, as a metaphor artist, as a metaphor rapper, he's definitely elite. No, Yeah. He's been here the Wow. Yeah, well, he's got, he's got a TV show in it called Fuck Me That's Delicious where he goes around and um, tastes food from different places in the world and even that is hilarious because when he's when he's describing the food to you and again he's just dropping these metaphors it's like damn that food sounds amazing makes you want to go to these places but um, I will say with him though again it's another sidebar but I, I feel like his, his um, full length albums haven't necessarily hit the level of quality I'd expect from him given how good some of his EPs have been or his mixtapes have been so that's kind of disappointing but um, I don't know if it's because he's tried to be um, more commercial or whatever it is but yeah. that raw action Bronson that was he was the music he was making before was there look let's have a yeah absolutely let's have a listen to that album he's back to, we need to get see. a full breakdown of your your theme like next week you know yeah. Nope, it's not. Right, I've got a couple cool. of um, albums I'm gonna rattle through. Cause I was listening to lots of music this week. I don't guys, know why, um, but I was, I was really in the mood. Probably the weather. Oh. But um, I've got three albums I'm gonna just quickly give my my thoughts on. Three projects, I say. So I'll start off with my boy Currency. Currency is a rapper that I do yeah. not understand how he releases music like this. The guy releases music every two months, maybe, maybe even less than that. He, he just constantly got music coming out and he keeps rapping about the same things weed <laughs> cars like our classic cars or like Ferraris and Lamborghinis jewelry clothes and hose yeah and and it's still interesting I don't get it it's just like I, I just love it he tells stories about this stuff and is 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 he just got a um I guess it must be like a beautiful mind of, of creativity there. But it's, yeah, he just does, it's basically, he's got an album out with um, a long-time collaborator, Harry Ford. It's called The Director's Cut. And honestly, Currency and Harry Ford, they're like Mario and Luigi. They're like Matt and Jeff Hardy. They're like 
Maria Ferdinand and Nemanja Vidic. Yeah, they just they just a great partnership whenever they make music together. Um, Harry Ford's the producer, by the way. And um, so yeah, so basically with this with this project, he just laid back raps over smooth beats, yeah, and that is pretty much the review. <laughs> it's like that that just. That, that if you know who currency is or if you don't his music is so laid back and chilled and just excellent in my view in a way but I do understand that with currency you have to I think you um, I think he can be like a bit of a Marmite sort of rapper because I know yeah. that before I've told people to listen to him because I think he's great and people have come back to me and said oh this this is amazing music and others would be like what is this hot garbage <laughs> so I get that it might be one of those things that is, is either definitely for you or definitely not um, the standout the standout song on the, on the album is called Kit mm. it's featuring Styles P what's your rate? and I give the um, album three years definitely three years mm. on that one and I believe that currency deserves its place in the hip hop hall of fame nice. whenever that happens because I don't understand how someone can re- can release music this constant this consistently <laughs> and with this rate of release it doesn't make sense to me, especially when you know the guy hasn't got a ghostwriter. Because if he did, it, it would be so obvious. Like he, he just doesn't. Um, the next project I want to quickly um, skim through is Wiz Khalifa, Big yeah. Pimpin. I think he released a couple of weeks ago on his birthday. Um, it's a light high joint and it has a couple of decent tracks on it. And Wiz has got his signature sound, like throughout, you know, like a lot of weed infused raps, a lot of laid back raps, and some of them like more upbeat party tunes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, it's not all like gonna put you to sleep. So there's energy in some of the tracks. Like, um, I wonder some of those like more of an upbeat track was called Number Song, which is a decent track on the album. Um, the features are all from his record label. Yeah. Um, so the Taylor Gang Records, oh, it is. So, um, Good, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a mixtape it's a mixtape it wasn't a full yeah. album it wasn't a full album and that's what my, my next critique here is, is that I know for a fact a that a lot of the tracks on this album yeah. would not or the, on this project sorry would not make it onto a full album from Miss Khalifa because Wiz does have quality control on his music and so yeah I know that some of it is like it's exposing some of his other artists yeah, right. that, which is cool so I'm giving the project yeah. two ears what's um, interesting to know about that is it's not on any streaming services okay yeah. fair so you have to download um, it. But it's free to download. Yeah. It's on Phoebe on datpiff.com wow. probably or YouTube yeah. probably be there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's probably because you know, like I said, it's, it's a mixtape. They're pretty well trying to clear any um, any red tape to get this out, get any, you know what I mean, pay any voice to no one. Just a little fun project. The standout song was called Area mm-hmm. Codes and like, yeah, that even that song itself, it mm-hmm. samples um, Ludicrous and Nate Dogg's track from back so yeah that was another fun track and the last project I want to talk about is by a rapper called B.O.B okay. he's been around for a long time and I remember when he first he was going to have like a big career he kind of he came he's on Grand Hustle which is T.I.'s record label and um, he came out I would say around about the peak time yeah. of T.I. as well so it kind of just seemed like he was going to feed off or you know ride T.I.'s wave if you like and become a bigger artist himself didn't quite work out that way and I feel like he kind of became a, a, a nobody at least over this side of the Atlantic but um, he has consistent <laughs> well after uh, <laughs> I think he enjoyed some form of success he had that, um, some, yeah, yeah he's had a, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but I thought it was gonna go on and be like a bigger reference in its yeah. own right. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he really managed yeah, to um, really continue to, yeah. Um, so to explain that what this project's like, it's called Somnia. Like not insomnia, but somnia. <laughs> so I guess then he's sleeping good. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, it started off like a pretty chappy sort of feel on it because for the first track after I was just like it's heavy bass lines and the, the the raps are quite aggressive as well on there. But um, funny, funny, well, interesting, shall I say, raps on there. But um, it becomes smoother and softer as it goes along. So by the end, it's got like a lot more R and B sort of flavors to it. Um, and tracks like Purpose like really show how much smoother it is when you compare that track to After Hours. Um, the, the production only through it is really nice, and there's some really braggadocious bars on there. Like <laughs> I don't ever want to repeat some of the bars. Like, I I started busting up when I heard them, but I don't want to really say it because you know this is a family show. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's actually jokes. But yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good project, and yeah. if you have a chance to listen to it, give it a spin. That's B O B. Somnia, the standout song for me it was called Neon Demon, and I give it three years. It was a solid project. Yeah, B.O.B. is actually a really talented artist, to be fair. Yeah, he is. He is definitely. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. I think there was one more for me, right? Jaquise as well. For this? Um, uh, what was your rating? Oh, Jaquise. Oh, oh, oh um, didn't I give it a rating last year? Last week. Um, it was, uh, I give it think. two years. Two slash three years, no? Yeah, I thought yeah, you rated it last week. Oh, uh, Okay, you guys didn't read it. Okay, good. You guys, I don't, I don't listen to oh my the, the thief. I don't, I don't support thief. No, we don't. So he's not a thief, man. Like, honestly, I feel, I feel like Jaquise has got a lot of um, songs on his own back that um, that he's covered. No, he didn't cover them. They're just all original tracks, and they were good. So he deserves his props for where they. The thing with him is that he likes to go and sing over other people's songs as well. And when he does it, it's really good. And people end up liking that more than the original. That's not his fault that he's telling it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that that any, any it's the reason is really good. Am I? It's banging. All right. Um, um, was there what? anything else? Oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. There was up. actually... Uh, a couple things to be honest <laughs> we've got some we've got some divorce proceedings going on bro oh yeah <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta just forget about the fact that Offset and Cardi B uh, are, are splitting up yeah the, the, look yeah I think everyone loved that relationship you know like even I did like I'm not even I shout to people oh, yeah. like that but I was upset when I heard that because one no, for the f- first time just... Offset apparently wasn't even cheating he was um Apparently, they just broke up because of things in the relationship just not being quite how they wanted to be, according to Cardi B. She said that it was no cheating involved. It's just a case of everyday grating, if you like, everyday issues. Well, look to that. In the court, it's irreconcilable. I can't say it. Well, something differences. I'm not even going to embarrass because I was trying to say it. But it's something differences. It's also the eye differences. I'm going to agree. Eye differences, isn't it? Insalable or whatever. I just, yeah, I know. I just, uh, so, like basically, they couldn't get along anymore. Yeah, you look, I think with that, it's just sad, isn't it? It's just, 
it's basically a situation where you, you just don't feel happy anymore. So I fully understand. Look, yeah, um, the, the way I see it, he's about to go I've, seen, I've seen this relationship be no different to any other relationship. You, you don't meet someone and then like a year later or two years later, okay, two years maybe, like maybe you can, but a year later, you know, you just get married to them. And I also think to myself, as, as artists, it's even more difficult because... One of you is going to be traveling around and the other one's not, or maybe both of you are going to be on tour at the same time, and your schedules are going to conflict even more than the average person's would. Mm. So there's always a big pressure on you. And then when you got it, without being vulgar, mm. with someone like Offset, who's part of like probably the biggest boy group in the world right now, that sounds mad calling him as a boy group, but yeah, probably the biggest boy group in the world. He has groupies everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, yeah. and I'm sure he's going to be getting amazing looking women that are better looking than Cardi B, but they're just not famous, throwing everything at him. Mm. And then he's going to have struggles at times to, 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 to not cheat. And I'm not saying that because someone's pretty, you must, you must go and sleep with them. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that he has much more temptations being, being given, being pushed his way than the average man would, even so Cardi has said he didn't cheat in this, this situation. Mm. So that's, that's one thing. Actually, I'm going to talk about a different topic as well. I'm going to say Dr. Dre, he's going through it as well. Yeah, that's what I want to talk well. about. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, his wife says she owns the name, or part owns the name, Dr. Dre, the brand. That is, <laughs> that is wild. She's gassed. Look here, look here. This, everyone needs to get, a, let's just get their prenups in because this one is wild. When, when, Dr. J got with um, was it Nicole? Yeah. Yeah, not Nicole. He was already famous and rich. This is after he re- released his first album, which went more in platinum. So, uh, I don't know where she's where she's going with this one. Like, she's... Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure he separated, he separated all of that stuff from her in that um, peanut butter. So, I don't uh, know she, how she's yeah. trying to... And apparently, she she done some fraud as well by writing some mad check like, uh, for like over 300 grand. So, um, yeah, but that one's going to be interesting. She wants her beats, but uh, great. You know what? Uh, it's a lot. Checks. But anyway, another, another topic that needs to quickly be, be discussed is um, Kanye West's his, um, his meltdown, shall we call it, over, the, over his um, record contract situation. Hmm. Um, there's a, a lot being said about this one uh, and I do think to myself that he might be having some grand awakening now but he has signed other artists to his label on similar terms so what makes him any better than what the people yeah. have signed him to so, so, so uh, the only way around this is if he actually gives all of those artists their masters yeah, then and at that point I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. But exactly, I have no sympathy for him. That's yeah. that one for sure. Yeah, we really do because he posted it all up on Twitter. He took screenshots. He took screenshots of the whole contract and posted it. I didn't look. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I feel. I feel like oh, when Kanye does in him, it? like his mind there's always so something he's about to understand. No, not even the genius in him. He just yeah. knows. Yeah. How to, I think that I think yeah, that Kanye West is like 
Kanye West is a very rich you know, man now, he, and he's he in a situation led. whereby he can he can afford to have this fight if he wants to have it with the record labels. If they say to him, for example, um, we're not going to give you anything, whatever, and you just can't release yeah. any music anymore, that is not going to actually affect Kanye West's livelihood at all. Because Kanye West's main income of money is not from music, it's from his rec- is is from Yeezy, his no. Yeezy products. So he'd be, he'd be fine with that. He could just keep um, producing for his artists and leave it as that. But... Um, not many artists are in that comfortable position to, to actually have this fight. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. And I also believe, generally speaking, anyway, this is probably a, a topic for maybe next week's pod, is are record labels even really necessary anymore? I, I personally don't think they are. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see. Um, I think I think the I feel um, like for the, the like services the that a record label provide you with can be sense. you can like, get those services, you can acquire those services from other people without signing like half of your without signing your catalogue away essentially. So why bother? And you see there's plenty of independent artists, like I mentioned AJ Tracy earlier on. Yeah. There are plenty of independent artists that um manage to do very well without having a record label. So you know, it's one of those things. Even if it's one of those things, even if it's the case of you sign of a label to begin with, do you need to continue having a label going forward? Uh, probably not. Okay, and one other thing I want to say as well before we go, yeah. um, that guy from Love Island, he, he released a track, didn't he? What's this? <laughs> What's his name again? <laughs> oh yeah, where's it was where's yeah, yeah, so like that was where's I don't even know where it's gonna go. I saw that I made you think. And um yeah, that's that's gonna be a funny one. So uh, maybe you know what yeah, I do believe that when you become famous in one area it can allow you to become famous in another. So I wouldn't be surprised if he manages to transition from um Love Island fame into releasing a couple of tracks in the music industry and you know getting a few sales because he'll have, he'll have a little fan base that will stream and stuff but yeah that's it right, for me this uh, week let's just wrap it up guys wrap it up then yeah. awesome cool alright so let's start, start with the socials again guys please don't get to following us on um, Instagram, ESource underscore, Twitter, ESource underscore, um, YouTube, ESource underscore. Let us know, send us DMs, drop comments on some of the pics. Let us know what you're thinking of our reviews. Let us know if there's anyone that we should be looking out for, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm going to hand over if to you. If you want to follow me and hear about all the good stuff, Matt, would you like music to and football. You should follow at Mr. Matty Lee on Twitter. If you want to have a look at my pictures and my pointless stories on Instagram, <laughs> follow me at, at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. And yeah, that's me. Yeah, if you want to see all the awesome stuff that I retweet, just follow me on Twitter, OC Clark underscore 10. Oh. Boom. If you want me to creep and stare at your stuff, follow me on... And one last thing before we go. DWE um, had a new, had a new song come out, a new video as well, okay, called yeah. Tell Me A Thing. And the song actually bangs. I'm looking forward to DWE's new project when it drops. 
he's always someone that leads his good music. But yeah, and on that bombshell, <laughs> good night. Uh, that's a wrap. Always.